Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us. This week on the podcast, we got Rob Croyle. Hello. Myself, Logan. And joining us again, possibly my favorite guest that we've had thus far. I'm not going to confirm that for sure, but definitely top five, probably top three, possibly top one, Jen Bartlett. I'll take it. Yeah. And in yeah. this I'm corner. number one. Yes. Look at that. Look at that right there. Yeah. Joining and, us again. And you lied. You are not yourself. I am not myself. You are not yourself. You said myself, <sighs> Logan Daly. You should yeah. have said not myself, Logan Daly. That's, that's fair. I am. Uh, I, you might hear it in my voice. We'll see how much I can edit, but uh, to make my normal chipper self sound normal and chipper. But uh, <laughs> I am. I am laid low. I to- am down with the sickness. To- tov, tov sicko. Tov sicko. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and a year older. I. Oh yeah! Happy birthday! Yeah, yeah it, it is. It is my birthday. You're Man, I almost feel like so we should sing to you or something. We we shouldn't. Yikes! <laughs> I don't worry, people. I will not subject you to Rob singing into a microphone. I always do a lament. into your ear holes. I always sing the lament, like I. The lament. <laughs> Yeah. Happy birthday. Okay, that is uh, that is my favorite way for people to sing happy birthday. Uh, you everybody just picks their own speed, own key, just a cacophony of one. You could sing it as a dirge. Um, I worked somewhere for four years, and that's how we sing it as off key and as awful as possible. It's and m- more fun that way. Now I can't sing it properly, Ooh. and I'm like, ouch. Nope, that one. That's not right. That I'm didn't sorry. work. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> So Pavlonian. <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's, you know, it is. It is my birthday. I have leveled up. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why we celebrate birthdays. It was my mom did all the work. Like, <laughs> good job, mom. I, you know, and I, I, the last year I had a great post on Facebook about. Oh no, oh no. I'm sure we just broke some copyright laws. No, nah, that wasn't. It wasn't long enough. There we go. We'll be fine. That was. Uh, if you wanted to go look that up, that's the Beatles. I did watch that all this morning, Rob. That was delightful. That is uh, my favorite way to celebrate people's birthdays. That's pretty good. I did show. I showed up into my office and I thought it was you, but it was actually Kevin Schumacher. Yes, it uh, was. Had left a a a goodie bag on my desk that had it's a Spider-Man uh, bag nice. uh, with all sorts of candy and weird. It's got this weird green tie in it. actually. For St. Patrick's Day. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's a definitely thing. for St. Patrick's Day. I might have to wear that on Sunday. We'll see. That is beautiful. That's It's like a Mardi Gras bead tie I, oh. to describe it to you. I, I, and it's bright emerald green. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's Fat Tuesday, it's, too. It is Fat bling. Tuesday. Like, this is the worst birthday to be sick on. <laughs> I could have been getting down. It's, it's not even long enough. Could have been crazy. It's not long enough to, like. No, your, it's going to come like half. Your beard is longer. It, it, <laughs> might, it's, it might not be covered by my beard, uh, but it might also be covered by my beard. We're not sure. We'll test it out. Show up on Sunday and you'll find out. Yes. Um, so. There you go. I was in <laughs> Germany for Fat Tuesday. <coughs> Didn't know it. We're in this German town called Trier, 
and all of a sudden foshing breaks out in this town like we're just foshing foshing we're a bunch of americans touring this town we see these metal gates you know kind of lining the streets we're like oh that's kind of interesting sure and then all of a sudden the streets start to fill up and then this parade happens and they're handing out chocolate and beer chocolate and beer and to the crowd Germans are good at those things That sounds like Germany Yeah <laughs> Like that That sounds like a good time You know um, It was Way calmer than Mardi Gras Well Significantly calmer I, You know I, I'm not gonna lie I, w- I would go for chocolate People handing out chocolate Over people handing out beads Every day Yeah I don't know yeah. I mean I haven't been down to the south For Mardi Gras Someday Someday maybe But it's one of the world class parties I've been to I am uh, that sounds like a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. there you go. Just well, tour, it's a, it's tour a, and tree air. We're just going to segue right into shortcomings <laughs> because this is uh, me being sick is an irony. Like, irony? <laughs> I, it's, an, it's an irony. That's when I was going to I was going to say ironic and irony, and they just kind of blended. Ironic. Hi, my brain's gone. It's How feverish and delusional. I, well, better than I would probably spell what I spelled on the slide for the graphic. What, what was it? Uh, exile. 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 I that wish was, I could have seen the slide. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll post it on the Instagram or something just to mock myself. <laughs> it was like really. That. that actually sounds like fun. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. It was, and, and the best part was if you listen to like I think it, it was on the recording, but like I, I'm looking at it, I'm like that looks wrong. What? Why does that look wrong? And I'm just completely derailed, distracted from whatever I was doing, which you, you was called maybe preaching. preaching oh yeah, fantastic. no, it was just completely. It my attention was transfixed on this. It was it was really something. But anyway, so that was that was a shortcoming. Uh, another shortcoming might be the fact that I was preaching. Like we're the irony of this is so strong. <laughs> the entire point of Genesis 1 through 11, at the core of this, we talked about this chiasm, right, in the sermon, and at the core of this is uh, is the name of Noah, and it means he rests, and the ability to say enough, and the ability to, like, I don't know, show some self-control, and what it, what is, what has Logan done for the last two weeks? Like, somehow I just overscheduled myself really bad, like, and it was it was rough. And I was like, I had my schedule completely lined out and I was absolutely killing it. I was winning, which I'm competitive and it was enjoyable. I was dominating life. It was great. And then I went over and I, I taught at a youth camp over the weekend. And then I came back Saturday night and I finished up the sermon prep stuff. And then I'm running into Sunday and I'm just starting to feel worse and worse. And we, I like, you didn't notice it in the recording probably, but there was a ton of coughs that I edited out. Like, so many coughs. It was a 40 minute sermon. It's now 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much coughing. Anyway, uh, so like, I'm, I'm just slowing down. And then we get to Monday yesterday, and I'm just, I'm feeling draggy. And, uh, one of the the youth pastor from over there at the camp that I was I was teaching at, she sends me a text and she says, "Just heads up, one of the students uh, apparently has confirmed influenza," and I'm like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> and so I'm like, "I'm just going through the day. I'm just kind of trying trying to take it easy. I'm trucking through. I'm just like, and it's that slow like, slow oh, fade. the car is running out of gas." And by the time we got to like care group that night, everybody's leaving care group, and I'm just like. I'm so done. Mm. And then I woke up this morning and whoa, felt like I'd been run over by a truck. 
Really, so really glad you invited me here today. I know. <laughs> I know you're welcome. That's why you're over there on that side of there. I thought about putting up the drum shield around me. <laughs> just a little quarantine tank. We also put a lot of Clorox wipes on everything. Hopefully it's not coronavirus. Yeah, well, hopefully. That would be I, I did think about there's there's some good jokes to be made. But anyway. I think mm. mostly it's just my body being completely run down because of lack of rest. Is which might or might not apply oh. to <laughs> what we were talking about. <laughs> like god knows what he's talking about here's your sign <laughs> and what was it like and the, the funny part like yeah it's my birthday i don't normally do anything for my birthday so it's not just not a big deal for me really so what was i i, well, I was i had a full day scheduled and i was gonna do that and now now i'm going to record footnotes and then go home and go to bed because bed and god wanted apparently he he wanted me to rest on my birthday right. what a what a great gift it's the best <laughs> the gift. irony so strong so there's a shortcoming he is noah to you he is he's gonna be like you're gonna figure out this noah thing you're gonna figure out this rest thing one way or another uh so that'll be great anyway i i think that was about it for shortcomings i just thought that was hilarious like i'm i i'm so drugged up right now on like nyquil and motrin and all sorts of good stuff so i don't feel terrible right now but the other that is a false the fake news the other shortcoming <laughs> was at times you were talking about how we need to settle, and then at other times you're saying oh. we don't need to settle, <clears throat> and that was uh, it was a little confusing. It was confusing. It was a, a little times. confusing. That's it, well, see, and I think that's we we've kind of maybe a shortcoming was we tried to sum up all of Genesis and do Babel at the same time mm-hmm. because Babel is this concept of not settling, right? And they need to, they get scattered and. And at the core of this is they, they're not supposed to settle, which is maybe to clarify is they're not supposed to settle away from God's design for their lives. Right. They're not supposed to settle away from um, away from the garden, if you will. Uh, also, Josh came up with a beautiful analogy, which we're going to get to in a little bit with the tower. Nice. Um, that is going to apply to this. Uh, Way to go, gonna, son. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to do my best to retell <laughs> this thing. It involves Minecraft and it was great. Um, but this, this concept of not settling away from God's will. And that seems like it's in juxtaposition with uh, like resting. Cause mm-hmm. when you think of resting, like that seems like you're settled. Right. right. But there, when you start to dig into them, I don't think that they're actually opposites. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. I think that they do work in tandem. Um, but that was not necessarily, I, I, I wrestled with how to present that so much. It was so we'll be talking more about that. Yeah, we'll today be we'll be digging into that just to kind of bring a little more light to that conversation. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was a complex. It was a complex topic to cover both Babel and uh, summarize because the first eleven chapters uh, is called the prelude. Mm-hmm. And or the prologue. The prologue. It's. Uh, stylistically different from the rest of Genesis, so we wanted to highlight that. Mm-hmm. So it was important to the conversation. Um, and it's, and we'll talk more about how do we live this out. We'll talk more about that as we go in today's conversation because that's, that's important. Yep. Cool. So let's dive in. Uh, dive. Let's dive in, uh, and we'll start talking about tech, technology. Because at the core of uh, the story of Babel is this technology run amok. Kind right. That's how I, I presented mm-hmm. that kind of. We talked about the iPhone a little bit. Well, or just your cell phone in general. 
I mean, we're talking about that in care group this week, the discussion of, uh, you know, how does technology get the better of you sometimes? That was a really good question last night. We had some great conversation around that one. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Well, and it was interesting because you went to the iPhone immediately or, or, or smartphone. You went to that immediately. And, and we all recognize, I think it's pretty universal yeah. that we recognize that the smartphone helps us, but also hinders us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we've seen the, the memes of, of everybody, you know, being relational around the table, staring directly <laughs> into their phone. <laughs> yep. Um, Oh, my favorite was an artist that went through and like photoshopped out people's phones and like whatever digital oh, device yeah. that they were doing so that you'll take pictures of people sitting around, right? And then you take out, you photoshop out whatever the digital device is, whether it's a TV or a phone or an iPad or whatever. And when those are gone from the picture, it's amazing how crazy that looks. <laughs> like it just <laughs> looks, it it looks so strange. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, is that really what we're doing? Right. This is insane. Well, and I, I, I don't know what to do with the uh, social media posts that tell you how wrong social media can be. Oh, the irony. Like, am I, do, do I like this? Do I, <laughs> do I do the heart emoji? I think I share it, right? You know, so everybody I, else on social media knows that I'm really woke about exactly. social media. It, it's, yeah, the irony Yikes. is thick. It is, it is thick. And, and it's true. It's like announcing that you're gonna leave Facebook <laughs> for a while on Facebook. I love it when people. I do mean, that. we are we are on Fat Tuesday, so everybody's gonna be giving up Facebook and 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 all sorts of stuff for Lent tomorrow, right? Because Lent starts tomorrow, right? Um, so uh, brace yourself. The I'm leaving social media posts are coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're probably all over your feed right now when you're listening to this. I always post three days late because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to post that I'm leaving social media. For Lent? For Lent. Oh, yeah, three days late. (laughs) (laughs) Get back on on Sunday. So in case any of you guys missed it, I'm off social media for Lent, and this is my cheat day, so. Maybe you didn't see it. Today's the day I get to eat fish, so I'm on social media. Yeah. The uh, how that works, right? <laughs> and and it's not just our it's not just our you know our smartphones. It's not just computers. It's all of technology was we were sold that this is going to make life better. It's going to make life easier. Sure, and it does in a lot of ways. It it adds a lot of value, but again, do we know how to say enough? Yeah, and do we do we even know how to? have relationships we travel further some of us travel further in a day uh, every day of the week than jesus traveled his entire life (coughs) and yet even when jesus traveled it was from small community to small community Mm -hmm. and there was still a lot of connectivity there and i feel like discipleship when we talk about being a relational discipleship church one of the things we have to help people get over or or mitigate is the fact that relationships are just they're harder and they're slow mm-hmm. they take time they don't you you don't necessarily get to fast forward them right um sometimes you do i mean like jen we haven't known you too long but i feel like we're pretty good friends at this point yeah, like pretty agree. good friends but even then like 
so like there's there's been things that have fast forwarded it but that's still like it's gonna take time it's gonna take years of of doing relationship together to build the depth right there's lots of layers that we still have to learn about each other absolutely rob you were telling we were talking yesterday about the movie analogy um right where you you think of any action movie um james bond right Mm mm-hmm uh, bond at the beginning and then there's there's always the the femme fatale right mm-hmm. or the, uh, the 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 uh, the bond girl that's running around through the movie with him and then by the end of it they're in love right, right. and it's been like what 36 hours right. that they've saved the world in um it was not a really deep relationship well that's any hallmark movie too. Any, oh absolutely <laughs> yeah problem solved within movie. you know 35 hours go mm-hmm. team and we fell in love yeah mm-hmm. And this can't, this doesn't put pressure on people and their relationships and relational goals at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that doesn't, that doesn't mess, that doesn't mess anything up. Right. Well, it feeds that instant gratification lie that we all, we want to believe that you can have it like that rather than doing it over long term, (coughs) slow and steady. Which definitely affects a lot of relationships. Mm -hmm. Because if I can't get that instant gratification... Well, I'm gonna swipe to the next person. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go find the next person to friend on Facebook or Instagram or follow or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. There's a lack of, I think there's a lack of depth. What uh, the technology has allowed us to do is to have really broad, wide-reaching uh, social networks and and social connections. But I think we we do sacrifice a lot of depth in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're more like uh, sticky notes than Gorilla Glue. Ooh, Ooh that was good. That's really good. Was nice. I do like a sticky note though. <laughs> sticky note's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I, I don't see that about you. As he looks at the wall behind him, <laughs> covered in sticky notes. <laughs> I think about that scene where. In Bruce Almighty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best depiction of you and me in the world, right there. Uh, so, when uh, if you've if you've ever seen Bruce Almighty, he tries to organize a system, right, and. He says, sticky notes. We'll put all these prayers on, because he's getting bombarded with prayers. We'll put all these prayers on sticky notes. And (laughs) then, of course, the entire house is covered in sticky notes. And it's just hilarious. Jim Carrey at his best. But uh, that's me. Whoever thought of that, by the way, and and figured out how to make that actually, like, can Can you imagine imagine putting all those sticky notes Stand still. Stop moving. (laughs) (laughs) Right? There's sticky notes everywhere. Millions of sticky notes. And then the other ones, the... uh, What's the other, the filing system? Oh, yeah. Filing cabinets. Filing He's like, cabinets. we're going to put them all in filing cabinets. And suddenly the entire house is filled with filing cabinets. That's Rob. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm the sticky notes, and Rob is the filing cabinets. Oh, I'd have a spreadsheet. Oh. Ooh, spreadsheet. Oh, so you're, you're, the last, you're the last option of putting them into It'd be email, a database that the database. computer couldn't handle. Yeah. <laughs> Start still, smoking. Still thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Pinwheel of death. Oh, that. So good. So good. All right. Uh, but yeah, no, I think the technology does sometimes make the relationships harder. Um, I think we see that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about why tower. Why a tower? Why did they build a tower? Yeah. All right. This is where we get Minecraft. I'm stoked. Because this, this is one of the care group questions. Uh, is why, I think, I think it's one of the questions, or somehow we got there. And because uh, I was wrestling with, like, what, what on earth? Like, because when you read the story, it's, Let's build a tower, lest we be scattered over the face of the earth. So they're scared of being. They're scared about being scattered. 
which I'm like, why are they scared about being scattered? Like, what's driving that? It seems out of place. There's a, it's a little weird, and we know that's the center of the chiasm. Um, but the like, how is building a tower gonna fix? The, like, how's that gonna protect them against being scattered? Mm. So Josh brings up this analogy from Minecraft. I'm like, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. So I can't wait to hear it. Apparently, in Minecraft. Which in which you you mine things and you craft things and you craft things so you can mine things. You have this at you usually have a house with really bad graphics. With by the really way. yeah, the graphics are atrocious, but they're kind of cute in mm. that they're just all blocks or whatever. But you have this house in the world, and in this house is a chest, and in this chest you store all of your stuff that you are mining and crafting. Okay, and so you wander around the world finding stuff so that you can build bigger, better things, okay? <coughs> Apparently, one of the things that you'll do if you're a savvy Minecraft player is you'll build what they call a beacon at the beginning next to your house. And what this is, is it's just a really tall tower. It's just a big, tall pole thing that sticks up above the tree line so that no matter where you go, you can always get back to your home base where you are accumulating things. Oh. Right? Oh. So he says this, and through my stupid days of feeling not great, I get this little gleam in my eye. I'm like, that is tasty. Mm-hmm. Like, that completely makes sense. Why, oh, oh we're going we're gonna to build this big old pillar so that no matter where we go, we can always uh insert the 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 coog song that they always use you know dun 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 dun, dun. we all fi- we always find our way back home or whatever right uh like you can always get back to where you're supposed to be where uh, you've accumulated your stuff oh where you store where you're storing where all you, of your yeah where you're building sense. things up cuz the towers were used for storage absolutely and the other the other aspect is this is going to draw other people to you and help accumulate this, you are now going to become the nexus of trade. Think about New York, right? Mm-hmm. We build tall towers in places. Dubai, right? right? Dubai mm-hmm. literally has made a name for itself just by building big extravagant structures. It, I mean, it's the middle of the desert. Right. There's nothing, like, why? Why? I'm, I'm sure it's a nice place, but it's not as nice as it is now. Um, you know, so there, there, this concept of this is going to bring people and it's going to, it's going to, conglomerate people and keep them from scattering so mm-hmm. if you're afraid of scattering this actually logically does track well and the 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 command was to fill the earth mm-hmm. and the people are afraid to live out that <coughs> command and you know for for whatever reason either either it seems too hard or that they don't trust that god's going to be there like what if we fail you know, there's sure. always things that they're that they're wrestling with, and that's and that's where we're talking about um, settling. Uh, we're settling. I, I I picture me sitting in my in my living room watching TV. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I, there's this command to go make disciples. Ugh, how do I do that? I don't know. Turn on the TV. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's not resting. Yeah, no, it's like it's me, me, it's me sitting in front of the TV for f- hours on end every night of the week is is not restful. Yeah, that's not that's not Sabbath. 
That's not Sabbath. Because when we're talking about rest, we're talking we're talking Sabbath, which I've been kind of reading up on the irony of that is I'm trying to figure it out. I suck at it, obviously. Um, but like Sabbath, well, we'll use me a couple weekends ago. Uh, I didn't do anything on Friday or Saturday, really. Like I just kind of zoned out, checked out. It was like I need to rest. But I was missing one key piece. I really didn't connect with God those two days. There wasn't I wasn't intentional about that at all. And so I got done with those two days of I really wasn't doing much. And yeah, it was physically restful. Sure. But it wasn't Sabbath. Right. And and it, I would have been better off with just 24 hours or 12 hours of me actually intentionally stepping back, slowing down and connecting with God as opposed to just stepping back and zoning out. Mm-hmm. Right. This is I think this is part of the difference of settling versus um, you know, being stagnant, maybe. Maybe that's the way they put it. Uh, instead of, God doesn't want you to be stagnant. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that's true. And I think, um, you know, for me, uh, years ago, I realized, man, I'm spending <coughs> hours and hours and hours in front of the TV all week long, and then I never feel rested. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so I'm. So I found a couple things. One, I wasn't working when I sh- should be. Uh, I'm trying to rest. I'm trying to uh, party all the time. Sure. You know, trying to go for that sense of partying all the time. Uh, when, when I'm called to be in relationship with people, I'm called to uh, make disciples. I'm called to, you know, and, and and maybe I don't know what that looks like when I when I start. You know, and and then there's fears that come into this, and all kinds of questions, and and I need to face those fears, those questions with God, mm-hmm. and that is that's also part of the Sabbath is to have that intentional connection time with the Lord. Yeah. You know, and so for me, making that transition to where, okay, so I'm not trying to rest every day of the week, <clears throat> all the time, and make every day a party, make every day um, about me. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to make it about other people. I need to have a relationship. I need to invest in folks, but then intentionally take time to rest when I'm supposed to rest, and and have that connection time with the Lord. I've I've just found that super valuable. Sure. Well, I think sometimes we talk about Sabbath and rest, and it feels like this weird thing that because when you ask somebody how they're doing, they say busy. Like we don't know how to rest, but like what brings you, like what causes you to worship God? Like, is it going on a hike? Like then do that. Like whatever spurs connection with God, I think is what rest could be for you. So it doesn't have to be like laying still reading your Bible. Like (laughs) (laughs) as I'm in a mummy pose here. Yeah. (laughs) That's nice. (laughs) Oh yeah. So no, that's a, it's a super good point. Like, it's what draws you closer to him, not just. I think one of the reasons for the towers, because they, if God was going to bring a flood, like they didn't, they weren't believing the promises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. so if we build a tower to the skies, then we could always survive. Like that's part of, we could do this without God. We could, we can, um, he says, you know, it starts from A and goes to Z. We're going to go from Z to A, and we're going to just force this to happen. Sure. 
We're going to believe in what we can do, what we mm-hmm. can create, how we can protect ourselves. And I think God I think says, can people, can people live without God? I think, I think he says they can. Mm. The results, though, won't be redemptive. No. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, accumulating more stuff and, and oppressing people in the process, like you said, yeah, those projects uh, in ancient times, built on the backs of slaves, built on the backs of slaves, and so might even go super woke and say a lot of our projects now. I was just might say be that. built on. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there. The issue is is not technology or the use of technology, but it's when technology gets in the way of us living out what God has called us to. Mm-hmm. When we use it as a means to survive in s- without sure. wrestling with God, like was like Lord, I don't know what this is supposed to look like. Help me to do this. Like every time I've had that conversation with God, something's changed. Mm-hmm. Sure, God has provided a way. I didn't know what this. When I d- decided to live up to the call of discipleship, the first thing I said is, I don't know how to do this. You're gonna have to show me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And God provided me with opportunity after opportunity after opportunity and resource after resource (coughs) and person after person after person, you know, and it shaped me to who I am Mm -hmm. today. Yeah. It's the, um, when the, when the technology, when the tool becomes the master, Mm. um, instead of us mastering the tool, the tool becomes the master and we become the tool. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I like that'll that. tweet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a tool. Uh, which I mean, okay. So the the other thing that we would just throw this one in. This is a little bit of footnotes fodder for you. Is we I drew that there's the connections between Tower of Babel and Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. which Cain and Abel ends with this uh, the descendants of Cain, right? The the genealogy Lamech. You get to the end with Lamech, and uh, he he uses this boastful statement of you know. The, if Cain was seven times avenged, then I'll be, what was it, 70? 70 times seven, yeah, yeah. 70 times seven avenged or whatever. Um, that it's it's become this source of pride almost, right? This uh, this falling away from God has become a source of pride. Mm-hmm. There's there's this, it's weird, and it's it's grown and it's expanded. And I think what we see in Babel is there's a lot of this, this pride. Um, so let's make a name for ourselves, right? speaks to that and i think there's a there's a tie-in there mm-hmm. between those two yeah yeah and i when i was in my late teens early 20s <clears throat> i had walked away from from god and really just dived in into a crowd of people that connected with a crowd of people that they they were like lamech i mean that that boastful you know, we're sure. cursed and we know it and, and, you know, and, and, and everything we did was, uh, well, if you <laughs> it take, was a, it was a ginormous mess and we, yeah. and we were causing problems for people and, and they, they had no, no idea who we were. And, you know, it was just, sure. um, and that's when you just absolutely choose to walk away from God, that is, that's one of the signs is that that pride that comes out and well, and you're assigning this pride. You're you're gonna build this pride up around your brokenness, mm-hmm. right? 
um, like we see with Lamech, it's this, it's the curse. It's this, he's been driven out, right? And there's this, you know, this, this brokenness there. And he builds this pride up around it. How often, like, like you were saying with the, the crowd that you fell in there with Rob, um, when in your twenties or whatever, like we get like, oh yeah, no, it's the, I mean, we all have these friends that are the party, the party crowd or whatever, you know, and you're like, that's brokenness in your life. And you're going to just claim that because if I, if I take ownership over that and I just own that and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm a terrible, I'm just a terrible human being. Right. And I own that and I just make that my identity instead of people saying this and pointing out my brokenness, I take my brokenness and I build up these walls and I make it untouchable. Um, which I mean, how often we still do this today? Like we're still in these cycles of trying to make a name for ourselves out of our brokenness. Right. I mean, if that doesn't apply to your life, I don't know what does. That's why when someone comes to Christ, one of the clearest ways to see that is this humbleness over their need for God's work in their life. So, yeah. That, yeah, I see a clear connection there between those two stories. (coughs) Absolutely. Cool. Let's talk, let's get nerdy for a second here. We're only going to get a little nerdy because I'm not full nerd. I'm not nerdy enough to really to be an authority on this <laughs> at all. No, neither am I. Like, you know when you, you, you have like a, imagine with me uh, a backhoe, right? Okay. That can make a scrape in the earth and it can make a s- decent sized scrape. And then you have like a little Tonka truck that your kid would have. Mm-hmm. That that can make a scrape in the earth, and then you're putting these next to each other, and then there's like a Hot Wheel, and that would dig a hole, right? I'm the Hot Wheel <laughs> in this in this analogy. Um, so my depth <laughs> of knowledge here, I'm trying I'm trying to make this point of, I I know enough to know that I don't know enough, but uh, this is interesting stuff, and we wanted to kind of point you in the direction of this. Uh, I mentioned the chiasm in chapter eleven. Yeah. We talked about this, and I told you that the the center of the chiasm is this verse in uh, it's the second half of verse four. It's lest we be scattered over the over the face of the earth. Um, now I get this a lot of this I'm getting from Marty's Bama podcast um, and some of his John Foreman uh, stuff that he references there. It's all good stuff. You can go you can go listen to it. I'll link I'll link the episode in the show notes. Um, if you want to go listen to Marty explain it because he does a better job than me. Rabbi, Rabbi David Foreman, John Foreman actually oh, sings say John amazing Foreman? songs. <laughs> you did say John oh, Foreman. Son of a bee sting. Every <laughs> time. I mean, you could link Switchfoot in there I mean, too. I could, <laughs> could, Josh would be happy. My bad. There's a shortcoming for footnotes. <laughs> oh, man. The Motrin's wearing off. Hang <laughs> on tight, kids. Sing in circles. In circles. <laughs> Is that chiastic? I don't know. All right. So the chiasm. Now, you can kind of get a hint of this. Um, because it's got this repeated uh, at the end, and it was this, and all the earth, and all the earth. You see this phrase repeat, and at the beginning of the story, if you look in ten thirty two, actually, right before, um, it's got this, and all the earth kind of phrase, and then a couple of those at the beginning, and we're like, okay, so you can kind of see it there. the The thing that makes this one really hard to find is because we're not reading it in the Hebrew, and this one is playing with the Hebrew consonants, apparently. So I took my notes, and in Hebrew, help me out with this, Rob, in Hebrew, they don't have vowels. 
Correct. They just have consonants. Mm-hmm. So it's like Welsh. Um, that was a joke. Welsh has a lot of consonants. But uh, in Hebrew, they just have these little breathing marks that tell you they they indicate the vowel sounds that you pair with the consonant is my understanding. Right. Okay. See, I'm, I'm doing all right. You are. The Hot Wheel is killing it. <laughs> the Hot Wheel is killing it. Well, I might become a Tonka truck someday. Um, and so apparently... In this chiasm, if you looked at it in the Hebrew and you're familiar with the consonants, you would, uh, now these are obviously translated to English consonants, but you would see N-B-L-H, and you would see these repeated N-B-L-H sort of repetitions on the first half. And then on the back half of it, it reverses and goes H-L-B-N, and you get this repeated there. And so when you see that, then it points to the center bit, which is where we get to the lest we be scattered. And the funnest part about this for me is we have chiasms within chiasms within chiasms. And Chiasm they're all different. Sometimes sometimes it's based off of numbers sure. or, or repeated words. Sometimes it's based off of repetition of, of the letters, the consonants themselves. Uh, sometimes it's in the way you visually see... Like, yep. uh, yeah, like in Genesis uh, 1, where baby paragraph, mommy paragraph, daddy paragraph, right? The, yep. the actual, like, size of the paragraph. Yep. Like, these are all over the place, and they're all really different. And, the, and this speaks to the complexity of the scriptures. And it's kind of like the authors had some help. Oh. And it, Maybe, I don't know. And it's, you know, <laughs> like right now you and I are, are reading three chapters a day for our life transforming group that we're yeah. part of. And so we're reading those three chapters over and over and over, over again. And I've never <laughs> done an exercise like that and not learned something brand new after 40 years of, of doing this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's I mean, maybe 45. Maybe 45. Yeah. He's leveled up more than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ancient of Days. Ancient of Days. Oh, that was a good throw. Look at that. Look at that. All right. She's my favorite guest on here. (laughs) Just a little bit of shade being thrown around here. So good. (laughs) So good. My goodness. That's just go and find the meaning of this. (laughs) So as as you were preaching Sunday, and I I wrote this down, uh, obsessing and mistrust get in the way of discipleship. Mm. obsessing and mistrust oh yeah and i was thinking in terms of like you're you're talking about how we're supposed to not settle away from god we are to rest in him in other words trust that he's going to provide uh trust that the design uh, for the design for the story is good yeah and and I, i got to thinking about the sermon on the mount and and I call the Sermon on the Mount the Discipleship Manifesto. Like, okay. if you want to know how to how to trust, how it's a little Unabomber-ish, but I'll I'll go for it. <laughs> <laughs> how to trust? How not to obsess? Uh, in what way? In what way would Jesus want you to live this out? Well. In the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about uh, what being blessed looks like, right? He starts out with the Beatitudes. Yep. Uh, 
the important spirit, mourning, being meek, hunger, hunger, hungering and thirsting for righteousness. That's easy for me to say. Uh, being merciful. <laughs> it wasn't now. Uh, being pure in heart, being a peacemaker. And if those seven things are true of you, then you are going to be persecuted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are told. Um, but then he talks about how to deal with anger, how to deal with lust, um, not allowing pride and the way you, uh, speak oaths. I'm not taking retaliation, not seeing people as our enemies. That's so that's Matthew five. Matthew 6 is is uh, not doing spiritual things to be seen. Mm. And there's actually a chiasm in there. And in the center of that is the Lord's Prayer. Um, then he says you can't serve two masters. You can't serve wealth and God's kingdom at the same time. And then you, there's the whole issue of anxiety. And then Matthew 7, he gets talking about judging others. Like These are all things that are contrary to resting and contrary to partnering with God. Like if you are going to, you know, if anger and lust and pride and retaliation are going to be like at the core of who you are as a person, that that's how you can be known in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. How are you going to make disciples of Christ? Right. Sure. How are you going to help others connect with the Lord? Right. And so, um, you know, just as you were, you were talking about that, you know, these are some practical ways. If you're wondering, like, what does it mean to uh, obsess and what does it mean to mistrust, you know, look at Matthew 5, 6, and 7 and just consider your life and consider the ways that you engage with the world, the way you engage with God, the way you choose to pray, the way you talk about your relationships, uh, way an- anxiety uh, reigns and rules in your life, you know, those kinds of things. Um, and I think you'll see some practical steps you could take to to start to trust, to start to rest in God, the way to partner with God in making disciples. Nice. Very good. That'll preach. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. I think uh, I don't know. I've really enjoyed going through Genesis one through eleven. This stuff always. This is just so rich. The depth of the the content there. Absolutely, it's been really good. And then being able to tie it in and uh, kind of like you said, as we're going through these life transforming groups and digging into the text there, and really kind of repeating through some of these chapters and seeing the the parallels between old and new and how Jesus is pulling from that stuff, how it might be just a retelling of the story over and over again because we still haven't figured it out. Right. Um, like, I, I don't know. I just think that's that's super good. I enjoy that so much. Um, someday maybe I'll get it, become yeah. a talker drunk. I feel like I've, I mean, read Genesis so many times, and it's like this is the first time I've seen it in such a different light. Like, mm. the retelling and all the chiasms and, like, the... Even when you talked about like how Babel was most likely built by slaves, I was like, "Oh yeah!" And then connecting that to this was written for the Israelites coming out of slavery, I was like, "Sure." Whoa! Like my mind was blown. 
Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the sound my mind makes when it blows. <laughs> really good sound. Really good sound. <laughs> I pictured a bigger explosion, but... Hey, put on a good front that there's a lot in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit in some like really loud explosion sound there. Yeah, if we uh, if we would approach the scriptures with fresh eyes each time and just say, Lord, what do you want to say this time, and what what have I missed, and sure. mm-hmm. and not assume that we have it all figured out. In fact, assume that maybe we don't have it all figured out, and that's a good place to start. And maybe you know because if we're pursuing an infinite God, there's always something new to be learned. Mm-hmm. Right. And we know that the Holy Spirit is working within us to help us to to read. But uh, if we close off our heart, what's the Holy Spirit going to work with? Right. And so when we, um, and sometimes you know people bring up new ideas or things I've never considered before, and I and I, and I go, yeah, interesting thought. I think they're off, you know. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good it's a swing and a miss <laughs> yeah swing and a miss uh funny. like we need to approach you know new ideas and new thoughts with with discernment but when there's patterns built into the scriptures and we know that the authors util- utilize those patterns and then and then that leads us to um new questions that we never considered i mean there's the basic story is still the basic story. Peshat mm-hmm. is always right. Yeah, the first 11 chapters, the basic story is still the basic story, and this is still about God engaging with the world and, and working in his redemptive plan. But but just think in terms of, man, were, the, were there slaves that built this tower? And, and is that part of, like, are, are the Israelites thinking in terms of something big that they built? And... And what that meant, and how they need to live a different kind of life when they land in a promised land, and not not be the kind of people that subject others, and you know, like they mm-hmm. were subjected, like mm. you know, that's not how you partner with God. You don't, yep, you know. And even like we know that Solomon, I was reading this week where where Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and and he's saying. Um, something greater than Jonah is here, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, which, 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 <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how amazing was Jonah as a preacher? Well, I mean, he was the most successful prophet of the Old Testament, but it, his five-word sermon, like, I mean, he was not a man of many words. No, mm-hmm. yeah, he Very was not minimum. eloquent. <laughs> and Jesus is saying, "There's something better." Like it doesn't. It doesn't take much effort to be better than Jonah, right? So Jesus, so it's kind of Yikes. tongue in cheeks, tongue in cheeks. So, but then, but then he says, "And something better than Solomon is here," and the the rabbis will tell you that um, there's <coughs> indications within scriptures that um, Solomon took advantage of his people. Mm. Sure. And, and so, I lost my point. Yeah, that was fun. On this journey, and don't even know why. Anci- ancient of days. Oh, An- ancient. 
Rob, that was the best birthday gift you could have ever given me. That was beautiful. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is good. What I think, what I think all of this ties into is if we're looking at the scriptures with fresh eyes, then we're going to experience God in new ways every time we enter the scripture. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, this might segue into our next series that we're starting this week of experiencing God. Because uh, I know you're passionate about this. I'm getting on board. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe passionate about it. I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of sarcasm dripping through my beard right now. Um, like experiencing God might be a thing that we need as a church. Uh, Absolutely. If we're a church that is going to experience God, it will have an impact on Missoula. Right. Um, that's that's going to be from the top right on down to the the, the youngest kid, right? Um, ancient of days to the youngest of kids. It'll be, <laughs> if everybody's experiencing God, it'll be real good, real good, uh, and anything in between. So if we're, but it, I, I think this this idea of approaching the scriptures with fresh eyes really does play into that, mm-hmm. for sure. So be good stuff. Was that where you were going? I don't know. I'm sure it was. That's, that must that have been where it I was going. sounds exactly sounds like what exactly Rob where he was going. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to listen on the playback. Mm-hmm. See if what was Rob talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we just don't know. What rabbit trail was he taking us down? What was Rob talking about? Well, there you go. Was green has four legs, good ribbit. <laughs> <laughs> what what? <laughs> oh my goodness. That has been another episode of Footnotes. On that note. So glad that you managed to survive till the end of that one. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, if you, uh, We're starting two services this week. Uh, so if you're listening to this, then we will have a 9 o'clock and a 1030 service at our offices. Uh, we will be just churching it up. Yes. Back to yes, back. Yes, we will. Yeah. Back to back. It's going to be a great time. Hopefully so I remember what I'm talking about. May, may, ooh, Yikes. We'll put it up on practice give you some sermon and the real sermon. <laughs> we'll give you some. Uh, oh, pra- oh, that's a good point. We do get a practice sermon now. <laughs> that's get not how you should sermon. view it. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, how I view this is we are never going to like, well, I say this knock on wood. That uh, oh, yeah, knock on Cajon, uh, that we are not going to screw up our recordings and have to re-record like in an empty office later like we have possibly maybe done five or six seven billion times in the past Mm. um you know rob you only had to do that once right so much fun it was it's excruciating it's the weirdest i think it bugs me the least out of anybody that's preached here rob looked traumatized when he had to do that (laughs) oh he's not happy so what we get now we get two shots two opportunities to seize everything we ever wanted in two moments would you capture it we're going to capture that sermon like we're not going to let it slip. It's an Eminem song, right? That there. that's definitely what I'm doing there. <laughs> <laughs> Something about mom's spaghetti, it'll be fine. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> oh, thanks for joining us. We'll uh, catch you next time. Bye. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.